evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Everybody Loves Bliss. Oh, I'm so riled up. Ross, you in the background there? Absolutely. <laughs> Woo, this has been a week. Oh my goodness. I couldn't wait to get to this episode. Oh my Lord. Okay, let's let's just get it. Let's just get it in. Um, because we've been talking for the, the past day or so, prepping for this uh this episode. What okay, so after weeks, Ross, of having this discussion about the contract with Black America, Ice Cube's plan that he had put in place, basically of the list of things that Black Americans need and waiting, we were waiting to see what happened with these meetings. Remember, we talked about these secret meetings that were supposed to happen and we were like, where's the information? What happened with the meetings? We get the information and all hell has broken loose. Done broke loose? So, uh, okay. So yesterday it was announced that Ice Cube finally had some answers to the contract with Black America. Let me read what he put out there. I'm going to read it verbatim. I have it in my handy dandy notes. Facts. I put out the CWBA, the contract with Black America. This is Ice Cube talking now, tweeting. Both parties contacted me. Ice Cube tweeted Wednesday. Dim said we'll address the CWBA after the election. The Trump campaign made some adjustments to their plan after talking to us about the CWA, CWB. I can't even talk. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about canceling Ice Cube. What? Listen, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so just upset with my, especially, specifically my people. I can't even believe that we are on this beat the way we are. This cancel cube, cube is a sellout. Um, cube is being used, no Vaseline. We are, we have lost our minds. We've, we've completely lost our minds. Now, again, we've been talking about this contract with Black America. How many weeks have we been talking about this? Whew, it's been a couple I, of months, it, hasn't it, it? It's been a minute ago. It's been a minute ago. Like, it's I, been a, it was still warm outside. It, okay. So we, and one of the main things that kept coming up is where is the support? Where are the other, where are the black political leaders, where are the black celebrities, where are the athletes, where are all these people to back this plan, to even talk about this plan? Did you see any? Because I, I didn't see any. Did nope. you? I, I, and let me, let me, let me backtrack. I saw a few, like one or two people like repost it, but not really get behind it. Okay. Not, they didn't get behind it the way they got behind vote for Kamala and Biden or Biden and Kamala. I, and, and I'm just stating facts. This is not, you know, any kind of way that I'm feeling about Biden and Kamala. It is just what it is. So nobody basically had anything to say. Nobody gave any real support. Today, black celebrities coming out the woodwork talking about ice cubing shit. Um, again, the sellout notion, the um, he was working with the, the Republicans all along. What oh my god, I just I I I'm just I'm frightened at the fact that there is such a lack of critical thinking 
first of all, that we don't read, that we don't do the due diligence, that we have not, we've lost the ability to look at things from a factual perspective without having an emotional response. And I'm emotional now because I'm I'm frightened behind what I'm saying. So and you're quiet. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. I'm not going to take over this conversation because I'm 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 riled up. Okay. We're going on this alone. This this is this is the beautiful thing about it, right? The beautiful okay. thing about our position, as we've stated numerous times, is when you just take off the Zoom lens, when you are not affiliated with either party, you can sit back and just watch the show. Exactly. Point race, right? So what's killing me is Republicans are being Republicans. But what is also killing me is Democrats are pretty much Democrats and Republicans clothing because they're just as extreme and don't realize it. And this whole notion of the Republican Party is the evil empire and Trump is Darth Vader and, and we got to get rid of him at all costs. I, I, I It is causing an irrational line of thinking that is mind-numbing. I've seen people I respect is very intelligent and, and credit them for having critical thinking skills. And, and I, I can't jump on every post because I just really simply want to type, did you read the contract with Black America? Or are you being reactionary to a tweet some Trump staffer sent out? I don't think they're reading. That let's let's backtrack to that because what one of the one of the things that sparked kind of the, the, sparked the controversy not kind of that sparked the controversy is that um, a Trump uh, senior representative senior advisor um, Katrina Pearson let me go ahead and just pull that up so we know so I can tell you exactly what the comment was um, it was Katrina Pearson who put out. A, tw- a misleading tweet. Okay, it's misleading. That suggested that um, that I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. That suggested that Ice Cube was working with the Trump campaign. So she it was kind of like a thank you. Uh, I'm looking for it now while we're doing this. And so she puts out the misleading tweet, basically thanking Ice Cube um, for his plan with Black America and working with the Trump campaign. That's basically what she did. Like a thank you, Ice Cube, for working with us and getting this done. Misleading, misleading. Because at the end of the day, now that Ice Cube's had to defend himself, and I know you've, you've, you've gleaned this because you actually saw the... Um, the interview with Cube and Roland Martin, and we're going to get all into that. But with this is what she said. Shout out to Ice Cube for his willingness to step up and work with at Real Donald Trump. If you know Twitter, at Real Donald Trump is Donald Trump's um, Twitter handle. Um, the Donald Trump administration to help develop the platinum plan. And then she attaches some kind of file so you can see the platinum plan. And she put, leaders going to lead, haters going to hate. Thank you for leading. So, of course, folks saw that and took that and ran with it. They didn't, again, they didn't do the due diligence. They didn't read the contract. They never looked back to see what Ice Cube was saying. So here's what's happening. Just in case you've not been listening to our podcast, you've been uh, living under a rock or whatever. Ice Cube puts together the contract with Black America. 
With this contract, it was open to both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans. It wasn't it, it, it wasn't about either party because Ice Cube has said that black folks specifically should hold their votes until they get something from either side. He didn't say until the Republicans show up. He didn't say until the Democrats show up. He said until somebody offers something, someone has a conversation with us about our needs. When the Democrats came to him, when he had the conversation, however it happened, they basically were like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice plan you have. We'll talk about it after the election. Basically saying, after you do what you are trained, you trained dogs are trained to do, and that's vote us in or give us all of your votes. I mean, let's, let's, let's bring it. After you train dogs, do what we want you to do. Then we'll consider uh, giving you a little something, patting you on the head, and we'll consider looking at your little plan and taking it seriously and doing something with it. The Republicans said, oh, this is okay. This works. And what they did was they took talking points out of it and put it into a plan. That's when Donald Trump came up with the platinum plan. So that's what happened with that. And Ice Cube's defense... This is and and you because you actually saw the interview with Roland Martin and I'm going to repeat some of the points that you gave me and you please fill in mm-hmm. that Ice Cube never actually met with Donald Trump himself. It was part of his campaign that had the conversation with him. So he never met with Donald Trump and said, even though if he had of it would have been fine. Let's let's be clear about that. He didn't actually meet with Donald Trump. It was just part of the his campaign. His people came, and that's who the conversation was with. And they took points out of the contract with Black America. Now, that's why it is so different between the Biden plan and the plan that you see with Donald Trump. And that's why there's the Biden plan is so laced with minority and people of color versus the Trump plan, whether you like it or not, uses words like black business, black Americans, African-Americans. It uses, it's more specific to black because that has been the complaint that plans that have the trickle down effect um, work for people of color that mean anything that's not white, but also black, maybe. Not necessarily, though. And that minority is code word for white women. That has been the problem for decades. This didn't just happen with this campaign. It has been going on and we have been talking about it and trying to get some clarity for people about this, at least on this show. We have made that abundantly clear what the difference is and why it is problematic. And if you haven't heard it, then you need to listen to the uh, the older shows. So the plan is specific. So that's why it was important for people to come to the table and look at this plan. Now, again, say the offer was there on the table. So that's what happened. Facts are facts are facts. Ice Cube simply simply put the information out. That was not a Trump endorsement. It was, it just is what it is. If you're mad, I'm just wondering why because people are mad about so many things and we're going to cover the ridiculousness of some of the the criticisms first of all we have people that are mad because they don't like the name of the plan i this is and i'm gonna put i'm gonna say some names so because some of these people that i'm about to name i thought had better sense than this what i'm seeing is that 
people are really locked in, like you said, to this idea that it's just about anti-Trump and just getting him out of here. We don't care. We don't, we're not going to think anymore because our focus is solely having Kamala and Biden in the office and getting Trump out. I don't know what that solves for us as black folks. I really don't. Because nobody's able to really answer that. But I heard who, again, someone who we've we've mentioned on the show because he was supposed to be part of some of these other meetings, um, the ones with Biden and Harris, but that we never heard anything about, but D.L. Hughley. I have a lot of respect for D.L. Hughley. I agree with him on a lot of things. This one, uh, we are, we, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not with it. But one of his complaints is that the name Platinum Plan was insulting. He actually has, and and again, I'm not saying anything you all can't look up. He actually has on his Instagram, a video of him doing his radio show, whatever show he does. And he's talking about one of the biggest insults about it is the name of the plan. You, you, okay. You're mad because it's called the platinum plant, but that lift every voice. Shit. I was just about to say, like, you mad about that, but the, the lift every voice plan, that's so <laughs> much more endearing to, to us old Negroes. Well, I think y'all, we go, we sure gonna lift every voice, girl. I mean, he actually says that, that, you know, as besides calling, you know, saying all this negative stuff about Cube, he actually says the name is insulting. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Dio, you said this? Listen, don't believe me. This is what I love to tell y'all. Don't believe me. Go to his his uh, Instagram and see the little video on his Instagram, and hopefully he won't take it down. Maybe I need to grab it before he does. And he's like, the name is insulting. Platinum plan is more insulting than lift every voice. I can't make this shit up. Okay. I need to rock with DL. No. I, listen. Listen. Yes. That's his that's one of his complaints. I, I couldn't even believe it. And then he says, then 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 on this, then on the the other criticism, and we're still with DL. And again, I, I, I don't dislike DL. I'm just like, you're one of the voices that I listen to, and DL gets a lot of traction. So a lot of black folks come to his page. And one of the other things he says is that, you know, there's a reason why Trump only meets with rappers and athletes and actors. Well, okay. Well, okay. So we can listen to athletes when it comes to social reform. It's okay for us to listen to Kaepernick about police reform. And and I'm not criticizing because I love Kaepernick, but that's not a valid statement. He only meets the rappers and athletes. And well, TV he met with us. TV time. Sorry to interrupt you there. TV time on DL. Ain't you throwing a shot at your fellow King and Comedy at the same time? Then. What? Well, well, you know they did. They were they were mad at Steve Harvey, and and they still. But but let me tell you why I'm 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 not I I I'm not I'm not against the criticism of Steve Harvey because Steve Harvey actually said that he should have been prepared. See the problem with what Steve Harvey and the pastors did is they went there and it was a photo op. They didn't go in there demanding anything. They didn't go in with a plan. 
This is very different. So I, I get it. You mad at the people that went in there with photo ops. That is not just a Trump issue. That is a the black folks that showed up, those black pastors, those athletes that showed up for the photo op, they're the that that they're the problem. Because again, white folks listening to this, I want you to understand this, because I you know white folks are listening to us. And I appreciate it. I'm I'm not being funny, I'm not being critical. We are not monolithic. We are not a monolithic group. And this, these kind of kinds of conversations are the things that we are, we struggle with within our community. So when you come in and you're trying to be uh, the ally, you got to be careful about who you're coming in with. And it can be confusing trying to be the ally. Just, just we we're gonna help you figure out because I think we the Bill Burr situation in itself spoke to how difficult that can be. But we'll get to that in a minute. But, <laughs> but we, so. Here, here's the thing that we got to understand because the question came up because, and I think, li- listen, listeners, I thank the people that listen to this show because I get DMs, I get Instagram messages. Now, I would love for you all to leave more messages actually on the platforms, but we're we going to work to that. But I appreciate all the stuff that you send me, all the things you tag me. And one of the questions that came up, if if you understand some of the people who have been speaking to Black America for a long time, and this is going to be information for a lot of people, but there has been um, an academic who is... Um, He's not only an academic, but he is a, a, a some some kind of business uh, acumen, and he's been a politician. And I don't know all of his all the goods on him, but Dr. Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson, for over three decades, has been talking to Black people about powernomics, meaning building the economy in order to build the power base. He's been talking. He's been trying to get folks to listen. He's been trying to get. Um, he's been trying to get um, a legislation. Ch- I mean, he's been doing the work. What happens is someone like him doesn't have the popularity. He doesn't get the platform because we don't listen. Because I know I just said his name and I know that there are listeners who've never heard of him who are black listeners, who, who are who call themselves informed. And I'm, I'm not criticizing. You just don't know. You don't know. But you need to be reading Powernomics. You need to go to YouTube and see the videos with Dr. Claude Anderson. So he's been trying for decades. So, you know, someone like him may not get a seat at anybody's table because he's not famous enough. Just like, you know, I think that there are, you know, there are people who we, we want to have on the podcast. We don't have the numbers yet. So we don't always get the guests. It is what it is, but we still do what we do. Just like Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson still does what he does. So there was a note that someone sent me saying, you know, you know, I appreciate Cube doing this, but you know, this would be so much better. I don't understand why they didn't meet with Dr. Claude Anderson. Well, here's one of the things that I, I, I would guess. I'm just guessing. I'm guessing that Dr. Claude Anderson had a hand quietly in helping Ice Cube draft the contract with Black America. I don't know it for sure, but I know that Cube had help in doing it. So I wouldn't be surprised. But I think that we have to do the work. This is a this this is not checkers. This is chess. So if Cube has the has the audience and he has the platform, he has the access, then he was the one that was supposed to do it. And even with all of that, here's here's the here's the rub. Even with all of that, most of y'all didn't pay attention. 
Bingo. Most of you all didn't pay attention. You listen to every anything else. If he had called, if he had done what Snoop did and called somebody a dog face bitch, y'all would have been all over that. But you weren't on the contract. And here's my other criticism. A lot of you all, a lot of you all who are criticizing Ice Cube, you had nothing to say about the contract with Black America until now. You had nothing to say. Your favorite celebrities that got so much to say, that got all this criticism, had nothing to say prior to this. So I think you all that had nothing to say, that didn't show support, didn't read it, didn't give it a chance. Because see, if you had critiqued it before, or you had questions about it before, or you wanted to add things to it before, that I could respect that. But only thing that some of these celebrities are doing is criticizing now that he got results. You don't like the answer. You don't like the fact that it doesn't suit the liberal agenda. You don't like the fact that it's not in line with push Trump out of office. You don't like the fact that in some way you think it takes away from um, the Harris, the Biden, I keep saying Harris first, that's a Freudian (laughs) slip somehow, but the Biden-Harris ticket, that's too bad. That's too bad that it takes away or if it didn't, the answer didn't come up to be what you wanted it to be. You had every opportunity to have a discussion about this prior to, and you didn't. And I'm talking to all you monkey celebrities. Oh Lord, I'm sorry. I'm see, I'm you. I'm I'm going. I'm going someplace I shouldn't. Uh, okay, all you damn celebrities, especially who have all this criticism, who said nothing before. Um, you you supposed to rein me in. I'm only drinking wine tonight because I I didn't want to get too out of pocket. You supposed to rein me in, Ross. That's your job. But see, you let me go. You gonna let me take this weight by myself? But that's okay. Demon I got it. Off the chain. Let's let's go. but i mean really all of these celebrities who had nothing to say we even talked about it it was shocking to me it was it was disappointing they had nothing to say ross nothing no support they didn't even look nothing and now you got a you have a criticism I don't want to, I, I, I'm not, I, you know, we talk about not listening to celebrities. We talk about not listening to these talking heads, but I'm just, just the arrogance and the irony of all of this. It just, it just, it's just not lost on me. And here's, here's the other thing. So you, you have somebody who, and, and let me explain something. Ice Cube is going to be okay. No matter who's in office. Let's get this clear. He's rich. Oh yeah, it's it's and, it's reminiscent. It's like it's like the all the hell the rock caught when he when he endures Biden Harris. And I told you I couldn't believe I didn't know the Rock had so many MAGA slash racist fans. But the the, the oh I knew that this puzzle because they don't see him as black. Keep in mind they just saw now of now they're starting to see that he might not be he might be other. Ooh. Now they're seeing Ooh. you know he there's a certain uh oh right. Oh, we forgot he was half black or he was black. Oh, Lord, we were able to now he's right. He embraces the Samoan side. We like that. Right. But um, long and short, you can't cancel the rock player. The the, the rock cannot make another movie again ever. And he's fine. And and with, with Mr. Ice Cube, O'Shea Jackson, borderline same scenario. He's a business owner. He owns his, like, let's be very clear. He owns his own basketball league. Owner. Oh, I didn't know that. Owner. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> but it, and, and that's what makes this even more interesting to me. You gotta remember, he don't, he's gonna be okay no matter who's in office. 
He's got money. He's got access. He's well invested. He So this, what he's doing, he ain't doing it for him necessarily. He don't need, he, you know, you, you, you guys forget some of you that sometimes when people are taking on a cause, they really are taking it on because they really care. Because here's the thing. He, this was a risk. He, this was a risk. This was something he, he doesn't, he has already said he wasn't voting for either one of them. So he doesn't have a pony in the race. This was simply an opportunity to get things done for black folks. He could have sat back like your favorite celebrity who's criticizing. And the only thing they've done is told you to vote, get out and vote and who to vote for. They've never told you why they've never asked for anything for you. They've never, they've, they, that's all they've done is they've told you to vote. Your ancestors died for they've, they've repeated those same cliche um, phrases. They, they've done all the same things. None of them have gotten up and gotten information and helped you to be critical thinkers. None of them have been analytical. None of them have done any of that. None of them. So now you have somebody who did something and now you're criticizing the fact that he's not a politician. So he can't possibly help. Now, if he had said vote for Biden and Kamala, y'all have been all over it. Y'all have been fine with that. But he's not a politician. He doesn't speak for you. He doesn't this. And black women, black women are complaining. I've seen not all of them, but some of them, the, the critics are talking about he doesn't, the plan doesn't have enough for black women. Well, why didn't you get off your black ass and put some, and, 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 and put something into it? Why didn't you contact him and say, Q, we need this? We've said from the beginning, you and I, when we read the plan, it's not a perfect plan. It's not, it's not a perfect plan. It really isn't. But I didn't expect perfection. I just want, we just needed somebody to start the conversation. So here's what I don't understand. Why are you not mad at, um, why are you not mad at um, Kamala uh, and Joe? Well, because... and I keep saying Kamala first. Oh my Lord, there's some reason. But why are you not mad, mad at Joe and Kamala? I can answer for... that. <laughs> oh, you can, please do. Please do. That. Okay. Okay, so this has got this has got a lot of moving parts and i am i am amazed at the moving parts that this has like when we narrow it down you and i talked about it this is a real simple reading is fun exercise and reading is fundamental but why okay. are we not mad at kamala and joe well as i've seen on one post i thought it was just an anomaly but i've seen this at least three or four times just scrolling through the timeline apparently we're not mad at Kamala and Joe because they had their team of experts put together their lift every voice plan. And as such, it makes what Cube what makes what Cube is doing superfluous at best and unnecessary at worst. We don't need you, Cube. Don't worry. Biden and Biden and Harris got us. They had their team of experts put together their plan. That, that's why we're not mad. So wait a minute. Wait, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. So the critiques that you've seen are about respectability politics, about their politicians, so their plan is better. Is that what this is? Oh, is that what pretty you're saying? Because, you know, we don't even need your plan, Cube. The, the Democratic team has their own team of experts who do the research, who know the math and the numbers, and they know what Black America needs. So Cube, you're just doing this for attention. And and that's why no one's mad because Biden and Harris got it. I, I think that's a weak ass um, commentary, but 
I, I believe you saw. I, I believe you've seen it. I, I'm sure you have. I, I I'm not. If I had seen it more than once, I wouldn't even speak on it because I was like, I saw it once. I was like, all right, you reaching, you you reaching. And I, I believe. I saw it a couple more times. I'm like. What the hell are you talking about? Those are the and here's what's funny. Those are the same people that legitimized the interview with Biden and Cardi that that was important because she's speaking to her um, her audience and getting them um, in, invested in the vote. So she's legit with her interview with Biden, but. Cube is not legit. He's already said that he had people help him draft the plan. He's never said who, and that might be protective. It really might be. Actually, it's um, not. I, damn it! I just saw a post listing that. I should have kept it. No, it actually. He actually did. There actually is a list of the the, the think tanks, the brainchild, brain children, if you will, behind Cube's plan. Oh my God! Yeah, we we need that. We need. Oh, the, I, I've not seen that. We oh, need that. Find, I just saw a post and just let it ride. I'll okay. That other. <laughs> okay. That other so that, that makes no. That's that's a weak ass reasoning, but I believe that that's what people are using. Um. So let let me just let me let me just answer this other question. Why aren't y'all mad at Obama? Why Why are you not mad Ooh. that? And, and 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 let me let me just say why. So. You had a president, a black president for eight years who, if I say, well, why didn't Obama come up with a plan for black America? The reasoning is this. This is the, the, the what I get. Well, he wasn't a president for just black folks. He couldn't just do things for black folks. And, you know, the House and the, they weren't going to let him get anything passed. And then I have to remind you that he did make Time Magazine as the first gay president because he did so much for the LGBTQ community. Then I get silence. Um, And he did help because he got more reparations for the Jews. It is what it is. So, okay. Okay. So so I'll give you, even if I give you that, even if I give you that, Obama has not stopped talking. Obama has been talking. So he has nothing. He's not a politician anymore. So he's been an influencer on the campaign. Why would he not at this point, he's got nothing to lose except maybe some popularity. Why wouldn't he be invested in trying to put a, put together a plan for black Americans specifically? Knowing what has been happening to, because he knows better than anyone in that, in this, he, he held the highest seat in the country. So you, either he's completely unaware that you're you're defending him not being aware which sounds insane or he doesn't care what what is the problem because he knows the plight of african americans you know he knows about police brutality he knows about the economic gap because he helped create it by bailing out the the um, banks when the housing situation happened because remember during that time there was all of that predatory lending that was happening specifically to African Americans and more ha- black folks lost home ownership after he you know while he was in office it is what it is you all can be mad at me for saying it and I'm I'm not an Obama hater I'm just a fact lover um so you he's got this information he's in a place now where he's an influencer because remember he stopped the in was it the NBA from from going on strike? Remember, he was he could influence that. Oh yeah, he could tell you. Yeah, we they were waiting um with bated breath for him to say he was 
um, supporting Biden. So he's an influencer. So why wouldn't he be the lead in helping his 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 guy Biden do something significant for African Americans? Why wouldn't he lead that? You would lo- y'all would love that. Y'all would follow that. You wouldn't even ha- you wouldn't read it just like you didn't read the one with Ice Cube. But that would make more sense. He's got nothing to lose now. So that excuse you gave him before doesn't hold up. So he isn't doing that. So why are you not mad at him? He's a politician. He's held the highest position. You gave him the excuse he couldn't do it before. So what's the excuse now? Hello? Yeah. See, crickets. Yeah, yeah crickets. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, again, I, I, I just don't get us. I do not get us why we, and let me tell you the kind of stuff that happens because there is an agenda on both sides. There's radical left and radical right because here's what happens is that we can see the radical right because they are demonstrative on a left, they're demonstrative in a very, um, we, we, they show up fighting. They breaking up shit. They're threatening war. They, they, they do all kinds of stuff. But what the, the radical left does is shut you down. They're the ones that lead in cancel culture. And let me tell you how that works. You know how it works? Is that Ice Cube would be scheduled to be on TV tonight and he gets canceled. CNN and Cuomo Prime decided that because he gave the facts about what happened with his contract with Black America, they canceled the interview. Why would you do that? What what he that, he he didn't endorse that, anyone. Why would you cancel on him? Why is that okay? That's very problematic because I still don't and, and no one on that side of the fence is talking about it. Why would you cancel? I still don't see the point. Why would you cancel an interview with Q? Right. Why would you cancel even if you were gonna go after him? Like I even if you were gonna if it was Bill Burr, I understand canceling that interview. <laughs> I don't understand. No, I'm not. I'm not with him. We're going to get to that in a minute. I don't understand canceling him either, because that's the whole thing. You try to cancel Bill Burr too, but you, for two different reasons, but similar. So what? 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 Why is that okay? By the way, Tim. Why? Uh, Bliss. Yes. To a yes. Question here. I found it. Um. Real Wait. Quick. Say that again. I found it. Uh, the you found one. The Black America is actually authored by Derek Hamilton, professor and executive director, Kirwan Institute at the Ohio State University, and Henry Cohen, professor of economics and urban policy and university professor at the New School. There we have it. Oh, okay. Okay, so Dr. Claude Anderson was not a part of that. I I think he should have been, but I I you know I I don't know the two gentlemen. Would you uh, do me a favor and and um, send that to me? later but yeah i okay i'm I, okay and again their plan wasn't perfect but i ain't mad at him i'm not mad and i'm not mad that ice cube was the one that brought it to the forefront so it, and and here's again here here's the other criticism and i'm going after this other person who actually had the interview so you saw the full interview that um ice cube had with roland martin because again cnn would not they cancel the interview. So you got to wonder about agenda. You got to wonder about radicalism. And we're going to get back to um, what happened earlier today and what's going on in terms of censorship. We got a lot, so much to cover. But Roland Martin, 
So he puts up to this evening, this interview, I only saw the first part and I, I couldn't, there were these talking heads, these people that he brought on to talk about the plan and their feelings about the plan and what Ice Cube did. I, I don't really care. But one of the things that Roland Martin said was that it was a tinfoil plan. It was weak and it didn't cover enough and blah, 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 blah. Let me be very clear. Two days ago, Roland Martin was complaining publicly via Twitter and Facebook that Nancy Pelosi was blowing him off, that he's been trying to get an interview with Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi's people won't return the calls. So they won't interview with Roland Martin. He brings up the fact that he's been, I mean, you know, Roland Martin has had a platform forever. He wasn't, he part of either MSNBC or CNN for a minute. He, he had his own show on, um, I don't know if it was BET or TV one, but one of those platforms, he's had his own show. He's been around forever. He is a respected journalist. He, and he should be respected. I'm not taking anything away from Roland Martin, even though I don't agree with him a lot of times. He's still been, he's been in the trenches. He's, he's done the work. He's, earned his spot and he's doing it independently now because for some reason every job that he's had he's been fired from I don't know why I don't know if it's because of something um he's done or he's been too you know outspoken I don't know that's that's not what this is about but he calls the plan tinfoil he says this week it's you know and he's criticizing you know ice cube for even being the, the person to bring the plan forward this and this is the same man that two days ago, complained about Nancy Pelosi, blowing him off. So you have a, pla you're a journalist who has had a platform and you claim that you've got 30 million viewers or have had hit 30 million viewers, or was it 3 million? I don't know. 3 million. I thought it was 30 million. Maybe it was 3 million. That's still significant. And yet the democratic political body doesn't respect you enough to come on your show. They told, they, they told you, Scoot, get away. Like you don't exist. And yet you can't see what happened with Cube. You can't understand that. You, you're talking about his plan being weak, but the overall thing here is that he had a plan and he opened it up for the Democrats and the Republicans and the Democrats did to him what they've been doing to you. And you, you, you are a journalist who's been doing this for decades. So instead of like focusing on that, he's knocking the plan. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just, I mean, and, and, and I've seen other journalists, Keith Boykin, who's always on CNN, who's always got um, his mouthpiece on CNN and who is also an LGBTQ, uh, not supporter. He is a gay black journalist, right. you know, and he's talking about, you know, this is his statement on Twitter that Ice Cube asked Trump to apologize for leading a lynch mob against the Central Park Five. Did he ask him to apologize for spreading a racist lie about President Obama's birth certificate? Did he ask him to apologize to black people beat up by police that follow Trump's guidance? Well, did y'all ask Biden to apologize for being surprised that Obama was clean and saying that publicly? What about the three strikes legislation? What about talking about he didn't want black people in the neighborhood because it would turn it into a jungle? Biden has never apologized for that. Kamala hasn't even gotten an apology for what he said about busing. And she was when, remember when they were debating and she called him a racist? She never got to come. She never got a, an apology about that. Now she's his running partner. 
What are we doing? What are we doing? Why the double talk? What are we doing? I don't, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just done. I, I'm just done with, uh, with us and I'm calling us out. I'm calling us out. Um, and I'm getting ready to call us out some more, but I, I want to give you the floor on the cube thing. If there's anything more you have to say, I'm not mad at cube. I still support him. He's not a sellout. If you come on my page talking or send me anything talking about, he's a sellout. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be part of the cancel culture, but I'm not having a debate about this. I'm just not. And I might, if you get out of, if you get out of pocket, I might block you. I generally don't do that. I generally don't do it, but people send stuff to my per they send it to my email. They don't generally comment on my page. I don't get why. But a lot of it comes to my personal stuff. Listen, you taking a risk on this one because I've been talking about this for months. And a lot of you never got on it, just like your favorite celebrities, just like your favorite politicians, you didn't get on it. I don't want to hear the complaints. I, I really don't. I'm with Ice Cube. I support him. He's not a sellout. And my last word about this is even if the Trump campaign doesn't come through. Even if they don't come through with any, even if they win the election and they don't come through, this has nothing. It doesn't make Ice Cube a pawn. This has nothing to do with his integrity. He did what he was trying to do for Black Americans. He stood up and he kept his word. He did what he said he was going to do. This is not a negative reflection on Ice Cube. And I'm not taking any kind of, I'm not, I'm not supporting any kind of criticize, criticism about Ice Cube on this point. I'm not saying he's perfect. I don't want to hear nothing about his music from back in the day. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't know what he's going to be like going forward. On this particular issue, on the contract with Black America, on how he's handled it, I don't want to hear the criticism. He's not a pawn. He's not a pansy. He didn't get fisted with no Vaseline. I don't want to hear any of that. You all go, you take that up with your, your leadership that did nothing, the celebrity that you love that didn't do anything. You need to be asking them why they didn't do anything. I don't want to hear it. I'm done. What you, what you got to say? <laughs> I mean, you just about covered it all, but I, I think, um, I think anybody who didn't have the wherewithal to read the contract of Black America, to pay attention to Q before now, shame on you, but there's an interview on YouTube with Roland Martin, like you mentioned. Go ahead and fast forward to minute 45 and listen to the words from the man himself. Stop all this speculating, all this, oh, I can't believe Cube, because y'all, y'all, Cass is so ready to just pounce. And anybody black connected to anything Trump is is automatically getting the Candace Owens treatment. And that's that's just not that that's just not that's not accurate. And it's the what treatment? Dangerous. The Candace Owens treatment. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I just wanted to be clear about what you said. I didn't understand what you said. I just want, because I want my, I want the audience to know what we're saying. Okay. Yes. Candace Owens is almost like public enemy number one in the black community. One of, one of a few. Well, or is she? We're going to get to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's let, watch, go ahead. Man's words. Just watch, Just go ahead. Watch the interview. Hear it for yourself. And if you still find a way to have a problem with you, then you just want to have a problem with you. You just exactly. You just want to complain. And we do have a, those in our community. We are finding out that just want to complain. Let's talk about since we brought him up. Let's talk about Bill Burr. Uh, his last week. His 
his monologue on SNL. Um, <laughs> I'm going to post it on our Facebook page. Um, and I'll post it on our Twitter page because we do have a Twitter page. I don't give it a lot of love, but we're getting giving it more love. So you can see it on our Facebook page. I will have it up there um, later on this evening. And you all can go if you didn't see it. Um, Bill Burr is a comedian that was on SNL um, last Saturday. Listen, I didn't watch the show, so I didn't, I, I was, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really familiar with Bill Burr, so I didn't watch the show, um, but I kept hearing all of this, all of these, you know, you know, seeing all of these posts, you know, Bill Burr's should be canceled. I just, I just, I was like, what? Was, he was getting canceled again because cancel culture is such a waste. It, it, it is. It, it, it is. It's such a waste. Um. I so I finally did watch the monologue. Oh, because I've never seen or well heard a crowd more uncomfortable. Like I want to laugh, but I know it's not politically correct. No. He's a comedian. He's not. Listen, you know I love I love those comedians that just tell the truth. It I I, I listen. I am. I, my favorite comedians now, my two favorite now living are Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams. I love them. I don't care what anyone has to say. I like the fact that they dig in. I'm also a fan, of course, of George Carlin. May he rest in peace and Richard Pryor. In fact, it was George Carlin who said, I think it's the duty of the comedian to find out where the line is drawn and cross it deliberately. Well, Bill Burr. <laughs> Listen, you've got to you've you've got to see it. But basically, oh, oh. he started out talking about cancel culture. Then he dug into white women. Listen, we we see here's the here's the thing is that truth is truth is truth is truth is truth. Nobody says it's going to be comfortable. That that's not what it, it just is what it is. It's uncomfortable. So he talked about white women and white women basically taking over the woke movement and putting their foot in and making it about them. What is wrong? What is untrue about that? He said, and this was the line he said, he says, she hopped, meaning white women, she hopped over the oppression fence in her Gucci boots to put herself in front of the line, taking all the attention and then being critical, then being Karen's on top of that. Now, Karen, I don't know that term. Y'all don't like the term Karen. I don't tell me a better one. We're talking about the white woman that is Karen's are two things. They put themselves in front of the oppression line or they be, be, behave as the oppressor against the African American or the person or the person of color. Because it's not just blacks that they like that way with, and then they'll pretend like they're the victim. So they victimize and then pretend like they're the victim in the same. Like it's 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 kind of just amazing to watch. Actually, when you've seen those videos, he went after them. He went after. I mean, what? Listen, who? It's the it's the like if you're the ally and you're working on removing your own racism then you then part of that is telling the truth so i thought that was a brilliant display of somebody who is getting it who is putting it in a comical way who was the absolutely 
perfect person to do that. Some of the criticism that I'm seeing underneath this cancel Bill Barr thing is that he, as a white straight male, didn't have the, 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 the right to do that. That's scary. I mean, that's legitimately scary. And I'm like, like I said, I laughed my head off and I would have been the one, if I was in the world's greatest city for the taping of Saturday Night Live in New York, I'd have been the one person in the audience just laughing uncontrollably because that was absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious. The fact that how uncomfortable it must have been to be a white woman in that audience at that moment. It well, must have been uncomfortable as hell. Well, it wasn't just that. It was the, you could you could I swear to you that is the, that you could feel the tension if you when you watched the video watch you could see the you could hear you couldn't see it you could hear how the audience was uncomfortable. You can it's palatable. That's how strong it is. They are uncomfortable with the humor and they don't know how to if they should laugh if they which they should do because he went after gays and he didn't really go after gays. Let, let me just, let me, I was gonna mention that part like. Like, I'm amazed that that's the talk right now. The fact that he actually threw some borderline gay jokes in there and no one had anything to say about that. Wow. No, they do. They do. They said he was. Oh, he was. That. That was oh, he was. Man. He was. He was being that. That some of them found it homophobic. All he did was talk about the fact that gays have a a whole long ass month <laughs> for gay pride in New York, and he compared it to the fact that black people for. Black History Month is in February, the shortest month. I, that's a that's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. And it's one that's um, been made numerous times. Yeah, I, I you, this cancel Bill Barr thing makes no sense to me because it is what it is. If we want people to, you you're not going to heal the wound by pretending it doesn't exist. Listen, it is what it is. White women, you let's let's call it out because you and I have talked about the discomfort that white women may be feeling about the upcoming election, oh, yeah. being responsible partially for Donald's win before. Because again, let's remind everybody: fifty-three percent of white women voted for him, and you thought you you said that you think that that's going to change at least by ten percent because white women don't want to be responsible for um, the second go round being responsible or being connected to the win. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I believe that because I think that if you could be this mad, some of them as mad as they are about Bill Burr's monologue, you might be voting for Trump. So Ooh, I'm just. <laughs> For a second, though, that actually kind of lends itself, depending on perspective, that lends itself to what I'm saying. If you want to get mad at a comedian for being jokingly misogynistic, then what does it say about a guy who's openly a piece of trash towards women? There's no way you vote for Trump. I don't, I don't, I see, I think the complexity of this. The complexity and the confusion, because let me, we're not, I'm not going to just, I don't want to just talk about white women's confusion. I want to talk about some of these black feminists too. But I I just think that you, because this is a time to purge. Really, this is a time, healing takes purging. Healing takes dealing with the uncomfortable truth. What he said is true. He talked about historically White women have gotten a pass. You've you've been able to hide behind this idea that you stood by helplessly as white men 
were 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 the were were the only ones who participated actively in abuse in oppression and abuse nah that's some bullshit we know that white women own slaves. We know that white women beat black women. We know that white women slept with black men. And then when you got caught, just like he said, you act like it wasn't consensual. To this day, that shit happens. Let's be, I mean, come on. Come on. Let's talk about it. And to this day, and, and, and you know, and I, and I, it, it is what it is. It happens to this day. Uh, what is the uh, Indian comedian and and I? God, I got to get his name. He that was his experience. He had sex with this white chick, and she didn't give what she didn't give him what he wanted. Aziz Ansari, go read his story. Go read his story. He got canceled for a while. He another one got canceled for a while because he didn't give to a, a white woman that flirted with him was a fan who he had sex with. She claimed that she was abused in the situation and didn't get what she wanted. So he had to go through the, you know, they took him through the mud. So it does happen. It is what, I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I'm not, this is not about prejudice or what it is, what it is. We got to tell the truth. Right. So, you know, you canceling Bill Burr. I even one white woman said on, on, there was a comment and, that got erased about, you know, he got his 15 minutes of fame and he's just a loser who's mad that white women rejected him. Ooh, well, I'm like, are you, excuse me, because he's married to a black woman. So are you trying to say he settled for a black woman? I don't know what that was supposed to mean, but he's married. That's the other thing. And that's the other reason why I think they're going after him too, because he's married to a black woman and an identifiably black woman. Like he picked a sister. I mean, I, and all of this stuff is new to me. Cause again, I, I didn't know anything about Bill Burr. So, you know, I had to do my due diligence to, you know, get all the info. Um, he's married to a black woman. So there is a certain amount of enlightenment that can happen in certain relationships. And, and he's bold enough to say it. I, and my hat is off. I thought that monologue was brave and brilliant and risky and uncomfortable and true, all of these things. And let me just say, he ain't no Gary Owen. That's a whole different thing because I'm not really a fan of Gary Owen. So, and I'm not going to get into that, but Gary Owen is another white comedian that I think has done some questionable stuff in a way that has not been, in my in my opinion, has not been as brave and truthful and really about moving the needle forward. Um, who was also married to a black woman. In fact, they he's done some stuff that I'm like, I don't know how he still gets a pass. But okay, never mind. He he also never hosted SNL, so I guess it doesn't count anyway. Anyway, um, and, and let me just say this. Let me back up because I did say I was going to address the, the, it's not just about white women being angry and confused. The black feminists. Some of you sisters, y'all batshit crazy. I'm just saying it because I'm I'm there tonight. Some of the criticism that we've seen about the Bill Burr thing, and I'm, I meant to be done with this, but is that you are mad. These are, so again, this, y'all go to the Twitter. This is, you, cause you can find a lot of stuff on the Twitters and just kind of put in Bill Burr and read some of this crazy stuff. But y'all are mad, not because he told the truth, but you are calling his act misogynistic. So you focus on some bullshit that has nothing to do with you really. You can't see the fact that he, there's a little misogyny in this truth, whether, okay, if you want to say that this isn't, but misogyny 
implies a bit of hatred. I don't think that the comedy is about hatred if it's about truth. So I don't, I don't get this. So you got black feminists talking about their, their canceling Bill Burr because his comedy was misogynistic and talking about, well, if he do that to them, he would do worse to us. I, you know what? Miss me with that. Miss me. Cause I think that when you see a person that's saying that you want to be mad. It's like when we just said about the ice cube thing, like if you read the contract, you read from the beginning what he was trying to do and what happened and you're still mad, you just want to be mad. If you're a black woman and you're calling yourself a feminist and you're mad at Bill Burr because he criticized women, whether it was true or not, it wasn't like he told a lie. He told historical truth. He told modern truth. And you, the only thing you could think about is that it's misogynistic and you want to cancel them. You, you want to be mad. You want to be mad and you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. You're part of the reason why we can't heal. So you, you're just as bad as the white woman who's mad at him because you, you are sick on a different level. I'm just saying that, that, okay. I mean, I argue to say it may be a little bit worse because you, you came with people that really are the the definition of fair weather friends and allies they need your help dear black women when it's time to fill up some numbers and 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 show a strong presence but when the issues specifically affect you suddenly they can't be bothered so this makes zero sense none 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 and and so tonight we call not everybody we we call that everybody. Um, and let me just let me let me let me talk about um let me get back to what I brought up because I want to bring this up. Um, you know, earlier this week, um, and sometimes I make comments on one place and I may make may not make it on another. But one of the things that came up is that Twitter is doing this thing where they're censoring. They're they're deciding what is okay and what's not. And so that means you could say something and it may not, it, it may not show. They may pull your post, um, block your post and pull your post. I've said this before. I said it just recently on my Twitter page. I don't need nor want the social media censors telling me what's okay and what's not. It's dangerous. No one should be okay with this. And see, what happens is people think about it from the perspective, generally from some kind of political perspective, and they're okay with it because, you know, I don't like what this one had to say, or I don't like what that one had to say. I don't, I, I, I don't, I, listen, that's not a good practice. That's why, you know, uh, Louis Farrakhan is not on social media because he's been blocked. Um, Alex Jones is not on social media. And Alex Jones and Farrakhan, if you don't know who those people are, uh, Farrakhan is Nation of Islam. Alex Jones had a very um, radical uh, media outlet. And he posted a lot of things that made him seem nutty. I mean, I don't, I you know, some of the stuff I thought had some, some was made some sense. Some of it sounded insane to me. But here's the thing. I am grown. And I think that I can, as a grown person, make decisions about what information is truthful because I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the investigating. And I, and I know 
And we know because we've seen it and we understand that there are, there are, powers in places and there are things in place that even make that difficult. Um, if you've been reading and even some of the documentaries have been talking about the fact that even Google has an algorithm in it that decides what information you get. So even if you're doing investigations and you're doing, inf you're looking for information, you may be getting specific information based on what the algorithm thinks you want to hear. And that's covered um, more in a documentary um, that you can find on Netflix called um, Social Dilemma. And there are a few other um, books and articles that talk about it that I need to grab and, and, and give you. But that's a place to look to get more information on how that works. So we already know that there are, there are things in place that limit the information you get. I don't want social media doing that. I don't need Facebook to tell me. I don't I don't need a caption on Facebook or Instagram telling me this may not be true. Cuz listen, I I'm we we can do the work. We are a lazy society. That's why we're having this conversation now about Cube because half of the people that criticize him didn't do the work. You make people lazy. You make them um, in, in terms of their uh, critical thinking skills. They've gotten weaker. And I'm talking about the adults, never mind the kids. So we got to stop that. And part of stopping that is not allowing these, these, um, th these, these social media platforms to tell you what's okay to see and what's not. And so today, and again, I, it is what it is. It just can't happen to come from this side. Senator Ted Cruz announced today that they are moving to bring um, Twitter and the, um, I forget the gentleman's name, um, who runs Twitter. They want to bring them in front of the Judiciary Committee and they want to subpoena them and have them answer, ha have him answer questions, both from Twitter and from um from Facebook, and I think they need to do it with the, the folks from Instagram as well. They need to come forward and they need to explain how this works and why they think it's necessary. I'm for it. And I get it. Let me just say this. I get that Ted Cruz may have his reasons for doing it as a Republican. This is about you know, his Republican, uh, uh, you know, having his agenda and wanting his information, whether it's truthful or not, put out there. I get it. I, I get that he's, he's got an agenda. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I don't want information limited. It's, you know, you we, we know that when we post our stuff on, even when we post stuff about the podcast, some people get it, some people don't. Well, why are you deciding that? And who's deciding that based on what? We we've got to we've got we've got to stop being okay with silencing voices because we don't like them. Don't listen. Or if you're questioning whether things are the fact, then you're going to have to do some digging. And and and, and you know people have gotten to the place where they don't want to do any work. They just pick a side that they like and they just run with it. They will roll with that shit. It doesn't matter what's coming out, and they're happy with that. I'm not happy with that. I'm a grown woman. I'm a thinking person, and I don't want somebody controlling the information. I just don't want it. So Ted Cruz, he's a Republican, and again, I have Ted Cruz has been a nut on a lot of other issues, but he's right on this. And I know tonight it's it you know it, a lot of the points that we talked about is Republican versus um, Democrat. I don't. It just is what it is. I'm supporting 
this particular issue. I want to, I want some answers too. I want some answers as to why you keep stopping certain things from getting posted or why you're putting, I've seen, I've seen posts that have been limited or got warning signs on stuff that have made no sense yet. I'm tired of it. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's just, I think, um, like you said, when we talked about the documentary, one, there was a lot of stuff there that's like mind blowing. But one of the things that really was mind blowing is like, it was almost consensus that we've already gone too far down the rabbit hole. And what I mean by that is like, we might already be too late is, is trying to, hey, wait a minute, thing was being censored. I would think out now, like them saying we're going to remove such and such, that's problematic and that is overt censorship. But when you have an algorithm designed to show you just certain things, yep. that's kind of censorship by omission. What's scary to me is even on a different level, I was driving and listening to the radio and heard an advertisement for a service that if you're a business owner, you can pay X amount of dollars and there's a company that will go in and remove negative reviews. Now, on the surface, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. But then it got me to thinking, if I can pay company ABC to take negative reviews off of my little bitty business, what do you think's happening to other stuff? More important stuff. Is that being scrubbed? Is that being wiped out? Now I got to start questioning if the information we're getting is all the information. It's not. You know it's not. I mean, it's not. And I and, and we've got to fight against it. We can't be okay with it. We can't be okay just because you think somebody is a crackpot and you don't like their, their social media information that they send out. You cannot be about censorship. That's not a reason to censor. It's just not. It's just right. And that's so dangerous what you're talking about in terms of a business being able to scrub. Imagine if you are somebody who needs some kind of um, work done in your house. So this company has stolen from people or this company, um, a woman has maybe she's hired a company and, you know, something um, illicit happened with one of the workers. Imagine that kind of stuff being scrubbed and you not being able to protect yourself by seeing you know, someone doing the review and letting you know and giving you the information. That's scary. Right. That's right. not right. It's not fair. And it's just as scary to me with information. It's it's just as scary. Just knowing the, inf- I, I, and I want to know who I'm dealing with. How do you, how do you, how are you able to vet who you support and who you don't if you can't get all the full information? If somebody says something crazy, let it roll. I want to know. I want to, okay, they said that. Okay, I'm going to, because the information is confused. The information that we have is confusing anyway. So, you know, it just takes some due diligence. It, it really does for you to make decisions. But, you know, if they're they're deciding for you, oh, no, I don't, I don't want that. I, I'm just not for it. No. I'm, I'm not for it. Yeah. So, okay. And again, let me, let's say the name of the documentary where they can start. Um, the documentary is called Social Dilemma. So it is on, I know it's on Netflix and there's that. So, oh Lord, we have so many things that we want to talk about. Let, let's, let's talk about this because this was our debate last time. Um, so, um, Donald <laughs> did just what I thought he was going to do. I thought you know, I kind of thought it and then said, oh, maybe not. But Donald Trump is back on the campaign trail. 
um, just 10 days. Actually, it was a little less than 10 days after testing positive for COVID and dealing with uh, Walter Reed and getting Walter Reed and Hopkins were in on his treatment. So he's back on the trail. And he looks, you know, I, you know, as best as he does, they've, they've, <laughs> they've cut back on, they've, somebody's gotten a better foundation. Right, so right. he's not looking as orange. Um, he seems to be okay. So here's the question. Did he really have COVID is the question. Yes. Did yes. he not? And if he had COVID, do we need to review what that that uh, group of medications he was taking the hydrochloroquine and the zithromax and the zinc every you all y'all laughed at that but I want some answers on why he's back on the trail this quickly because this as far as I understood let me make sure I'm understanding this Donald didn't test simply test and not have symptoms. Melania didn't simply test and not have symptoms. They tested with symptoms. Generally, people who have tested with symptoms have gotten sick. There have been people that tested with no symptoms who have been okay. But this is somebody who tested with symptoms, who has comorbidities. Um, I know Donald does. I don't know about Melania. And yet, he's back on track. I, 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 y'all not wondering about that? Y'all not wondering, did that 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 group of medications that mix that cocktail that he talked about, are you not wondering whether that worked? And, and let me tell you why I'm mentioning this. Because again, prior to Donald talking about taking that cocktail, again, the zinc, zithromax, um, and hydrochloroquine, we had our naturopathic doctor talking about it. I had been reading about what the naturopaths have been talking about. Remember, you shut down the African doctor, um, Dr. Emanuel. You base that on her religious beliefs, but you never get y'all folks. Y'all love censoring her. Remember y'all, y'all okay with her being censored um, based on religious beliefs. Y'all never listened to what she talked about in terms of healthcare. And they still have never gone after her about her medical record, but that's neither here nor there at this point. And those were the things that these doctors purported. And I'm going to assume that the doctors, the 10 or 13 doctors that were standing behind her. So Donald Trump gets COVID. Did he stop taking that cocktail? Did he take it and it helped him to not get sick? sick? I don't know. And when I mean sick, sick, I mean sick, like down the way most people who get COVID. How is it or was it the cocktail or this thing that he's taking now? It's unusual. I've never heard of a president taking an experimental drug like this before for something like this. But so are we, why are we not curious about that? I'm, I've heard discussion about whether or not he's negative or positive. And they're claiming he's not contagious and he tested negative. And even Fauci, so so that we know for sure, Fauci has even said he reviewed the records and it doesn't appear that he would be contagious at this point. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what does this mean? I absolutely believe he had it. Okay. I absolutely believe he had it to begin with. Okay. And I just think that is a fringe benefit of being the leader of the free world. You're going to get, you know, you don't have to go sit in some little hospital 
where 100 other people have been, you're going to get the best treatment, the best doctors. I think if there's a falsehood here is there is no way to verify what he actually took. That's the one thing. I don't think I don't think it's in question whether or not he had it. Too many other White House staffers got, you know, tested positive shortly thereafter. But what we cannot verify is what he actually took. And I think that that should raise an eyebrow. That's my point. That's my point. Did he, wait, my, my point is again, I, and I'll, I'll go back. Did he have it or not? So you're saying that he did. So even if we go with that, are you okay because you took the cocktail that everybody criticized except the naturopathic doctors? And there's, again, um, there are a ton of them who, uh, doctor, there's a Dr. Buttar, um who had been doing the circuit who I've not seen for a while. Um, Dr. Emmanuel, who you all didn't like, um, uh, my my own Dr. Bob, there's several of them who have talked about the cocktail and said it worked. So it meaning that if you took it early, that either prevented you or it shortened your time with COVID. So if that's the case, that's my question. Like we can't verify what he took, but why, like that's to me the question, like um, the American public should be demanding more information because while we're talking about this, we're also talking about 200,000 people who died. So Moving forward, you don't even like if you have a cocktail that works. That's and keep in mind, one of the reasons that these doctors are saying that they don't want to talk about this is that it's very cheap to have this cocktail. So, again, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to push this. I just, I, my point is that we need more information about that because if you're predicting now that the numbers are going up and that's what they're claiming, even though what's funny about this, Ross, is that. Didn't Fauci tell us this in the beginning that during these months, the numbers were going to probably go up? He predicted, didn't he predict 200,000 people were going to, like in the very beginning? Yeah. Didn't he predict this already? I so it's it was funny nobody talks about that. I don't know if it was him, but I know the number came out from the White House, I guess kind of sort of him, that it was going to be 200,000 dead. And when pressed about, well, what model are you using? They didn't have one. Right. They, they had no number. They couldn't, they couldn't substantiate right. where they pulled this number where they pulled this number from. They just pulled it out of the air. They had the number. They they had the, they told you in the beginning it was going to be 200,000 people and they told you the numbers were kind of probably rise during flu season, which is now. So what uh, what I we, they I don't I you know, I I'm I I I have to be careful about what I say about this because I really want to have respect for people who have lost loved ones or who have been sick and have been really, and I, I know someone who was really sick from COVID. And so I want to respect their experience. I want to, I want to respect the fact that people have lost loved ones. I I really want to do that, but I also can't help but go, but all of this confusing information. And then there was this thing about that came out this week that, Masks have not uh, have not necessarily affected what's happened with kids. Something about and I, I let me let me not speak on that because I'm not that message was a little muffled for in in my head right now. I'm not very clear, but it was something to the effect of we can probably send kids back to school because. I, I, and I'm like, this is all of this information is confusing. So at the end of the day, my thing is that if you have someone who's purporting in the leader of the free world that he took a cocktail in the beginning, 
He got COVID and 10 days later with his age and his comorbidities. To me, the question we should be every press outlet major should be like, what? Okay. If this is true and you want us to believe it's true, why is he okay? Why is Melania okay? If these people tested with symptoms, these people didn't test without symptoms. They tested and he supposedly had symptoms. They remember they said his, his blood pressure was up, his oxygen, oxygen saturation is out. That's how it starts. And yet he's back on the trail and he actually looks better than he did before. And I think that has to do with the foundation, but still, <laughs> better, better, it's not as orange. But I mean, still, that should be part of what we are talking about here. You got information to keep people well. I would think we would be talking about that. And all we talking about is th- like some b- bullshit stuff. Like if this is as dangerous as it is, we're talking about why he didn't do this and why. And I, and I think that's, that's legitimate, but how are you going to save these next people? How, if, if the numbers are rising, how are you going to save these people? What are you going to, what is the, what is the, what, like what is being done differently? If he got the best treatment and what he got works, then are, why are we not talking about this treatment for everybody? Because and why are people not pushing for that? Um, it is to me, and this is just me having my own thought process on that. But okay. sadly, in this country, we have for a long time and still do worship elitism. And the vast majority of Americans buy into this notion that rich, wealthy, powerful people, they're entitled to the best of everything and we just haven't worked hard enough. We haven't got to the point where we we deserve we're deserving of that, which is so really? fast backwards. Because it's like, no, you should not get a pass, and no, you should not have access to all the best drugs. While people, I mean, think about it: healthcare in this country is an economic one, not a health one. It starts with cost. How much does it cost to do this or that? The health the healthcare conversation in the U.S. is not actually about health at all. It's about how much does it cost to keep you healthy. That's why pre-existing conditions is such a problem. So you are 100% correct. We should all have whatever he had, but no one's right. making a ruckus or making noise about it because oh, right. president, he's supposed to get the best stuff. No more than you or I, but it's just like you said. I until you brought it to my attention and think about it. No one's made a stink. People have questioned, well, what did he take? But no one's had that follow-up question of, well, how can I get some of that? Exactly. Exactly. Not demanding it. And here's here's the rub. To me, if I were Biden and Harris. I'd be all on that. That'd be my push for this campaign. That would be my push. Now you see your president got, who's been reckless and got COVID, but he's out and about and he gets better treatment than you and you, the rest of you people. That'd be my, I'd be all over that. That'd be my, that'd be my next campaign push. We don't want you to have to suffer while the president takes the best. You aren't different from him. Your life is just as valuable. That would be, I'd be all over that. But can you be that way if you're Kamala Harris and you've been doing everything, but your people are getting COVID? Can you do that? <laughs> I mean, do you look like a? Do you do you look? I'm I'm not saying she, but let's just say her 
her, what is it? Her communications person tested positive. Right. And somebody, a part of her, I guess she takes private planes and as she should. And somebody, a part of who's a part of her flight crew is testing positive. Now we assume that these people are doing everything they're supposed to do. Like they claim they are, they're wearing the masks and they're six feet apart, but they still have COVID. And so she's comparing for the weekend, for this upcoming weekend, and we're going into the weekend of the 17th, 18th, and 19th. They are going to be, she's going to be canceling her whatever campaign uh, event she's had. They're all canceled for the weekend because of this. But if I were them, I'd still be on it. See, I was being sarcastic. Um, not about her people testing positive. They actually did. But about whether or not you, you could say it if your people got COVID. I'd be all over it. Because she should be fighting that her people get whatever they got. Whatever Trump had that kept him from getting from being sick and being back on the coast, then she should be fighting for her people to get it. If it works. Uh-huh. I mean, w- w- make it make sense. <laughs> I mean... I mean, the, the, un- the uncomfortable truth is none of this makes sense. None of it. Every, none every of it. bit of information, everything, and you know, not you specifically... But here, here's the, here's the, here's a hard to swallow bitter pill for the day. Everything you think you know about this disease <laughs> from a source you can poke holes in. Yep. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is fact. Every and it, it, it amazes me how people talk so matter of factly. Well, well, Fauci said. Well, what the WHO said. What the CDC said. And you can trust all of them. <laughs> well, they both. Well, here's here's the rub: is that you can pull up something that came from the World Health Organization from six months ago that is totally different from what you may be seeing two months after that, which is totally different from something you're seeing today. That's the problem. And here's what's so funny: everybody's talking. They've if they've talked about anything, they've talked about masks and t- staying six feet apart for for prevention. Nobody's talking about people building their immune systems. Nobody's talking about your... It's amazing to me that people were talking about they're wearing a mask and staying six feet apart, but you eat McDonald's every day. No, <laughs> not knocking McDonald's. Let me let me take that out. You're eating fast food. I don't want anybody coming for me because of McDonald's. But I'm just saying fast food. Or you're eating, you're eating junk food every day. Should I say that? Right. Um, again... So you're eating, you're, you're not, you're not paying attention to your diet. You're taking all this, like you're, you're not doing anything that makes sense in terms of your immune system, but you're wearing a mask and you're staying six feet. So you're not seeing your loved ones. You probably are effing up your mental health by being isolated, but that's your logical way that you think you're fighting COVID. Okay. Right. Like that's logical to people. Like you don't see your loved ones for a year. Um, you don't see, you don't have interactions with people. Um, you wear a mask, but you do nothing else. You're not exercising. You're not eating well. You're not taking supplements and you're isolated most of the times. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, if that makes sense, then, then okay. I, I mean, nothing else makes sense to me about what, everything we talked about was like, it's kind of like, <laughs> and then wait a minute let me add some levity to this we again we talk about stuff this way because we i think we're just it's i feel like it's a blessing to not be so um so married to one side like we don't like we just we, we're just giving you information people 
That's all we're doing. You, you don't have to agree with us. We don't mind that you don't agree. We don't even care if you don't like what we said. We're just putting it out there. We just want you to think about things differently. So just add some levity to it. So, I mean, you know, I, again, but I'm serious about that ice cube thing. <laughs> I'm serious about that, though. Don't be sending me no no ice cube slander. I just can't have it. Not, not with all the work this brother's done. And he's taken enough now. But other than that, Ross, we just kind of just are putting it out there. Y'all can make it. I just want you to think about it. Make it make sense for yourself. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You there? Yeah, you got this. <laughs> I, I cannot remember. You know how you have people tell you things that just stick with you? And I forgot it was my freshman year in college, and I forgot which class it was, but the professor said something that always stuck with me. said the most valuable lesson you will learn is not in any classroom in this university. It is critical thinking. Yep. Learn to question everything. 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 You know who else said that? You know who else said that? God bless his soul. Michael Jackson. I'm giving Michael Jackson some props. He said, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, never accept the situation as it is. Always argue, question, and explore. I think that was also uh, his line or part of one of his lines from The Wiz. But he said that often, that you just never accept a situation as it is. You've got to explore what you're seeing, especially now. You're getting, some of you haven't done it yet, but in the next, it's what, 18 days, you're going to make a very important decision by putting your vote in. Please, people, please. And I know most of you are decided and, that, and that's okay. We don't, we, again, we, I don't care who you vote for. I, I really don't. But I hope that you at least take a moment, remove your emotional response and think about how your vote is can you like are you going to be able to sleep at night and what are you voting for like who why the choice that you're making why are you making is it an emotional thing you don't like somebody okay if that works for you then i, I i'm i'm not i'm not you know saying it should or should not but are you making a decision based on that is this and and for you the politics is this are you playing checkers are you playing chess what do you expect out of this? And really look at your candidates. Look at what they've, they're, don't look at what you think. Open up those vaults and look at what they've done. Look, and when you go to the snippets, look at the whole soundbite. Like when you go to, don't just take the word, like review the tapes. A lot of times you and I have to review the tapes. When we, you know, when we are talking about what was said, we, you and I have to, and I think people don't understand the work that we do. We really go in and we try to get all of the information we do. We spend a lot of time during the week and we're going to try to bring the show to you twice a week. Um, we, we're not there yet because there's a lot of information that we want to give you that we're on point about so that we're not just shoving crap, you know, at you just kind of like status quo. We really try to do the work. Like we, that whole Bill Burr thing, we had to go, we, nope, we can't talk about it till we see it. We had to see it. So please, you, you guys think about the decision that you're making. Again, I, we don't, I, I'm not trying to influence you either way. I, you vote for who, whoever, but vote, make it, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Also make sure you know 
everything on that ballot. Make sure you're not guessing at all of the other people and all of the other issues on the ballot. And I'm going to just put this plug in because I think this has been the best option. Um, Vote411.org. Go there and get the information. If you don't know, get informed. It is that important. It is, it's, it's honestly that important. You make, if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, do it right. Get the information, do the investigative work. And to me, if you have a better site and you want to tell me about it, please, you know, when you're sending all your complaints (laughs) or, or if you want to, you know, just contact me and you do, you can contact us on the Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. You can send a message there. We're on Twitter. And again, it's every, uh, everybody loves bliss on Facebook. Um, it's everybody's bliss on Twitter. We're there. You can send the information there, but you know, for, for what I know right now, vote the numbers 411.org. You can go there. You can, um, check your voter registration status and find out what's on your ballot. Be at least get informed. And, and like Ross said, it is time for critical thinking. It's been past time, but you know, after the election, there's going to be more stuff that comes up. You need to be informed. You need to know why you're, when you put in Google, you're only getting a certain amount of information, get informed. And if you have the chance this week, pay attention to what happens uh, with the subpoena for Twitter and hopefully Facebook is brought in and Instagram, pay attention, let these people explain to you why they think they have the right to censor what you can see and hear. It's it's important that you know. If you're okay with it, you're okay with it. But if you're not, that's it. That's all. I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm worn out. And the wine is running out. I didn't have a big glass. I just had a little glass tonight. And it's running out. So hmm. what you got? I mean, you. We, I'm wrapping up. What you got? Now that's it. That's, that's we we covered a lot of ground. We spoke on a lot of things. Um, I still think, in spite of it all, we will hear. We will get the eviction notice heard around the world. Um, okay. Maybe something. You know, I honestly don't think it's gonna go out with a bang. I think it's gonna go out with a whimper. Because uh, you know, you and I have talked about it. A lot of tough Tony talk from some of these right wing extremists. We gonna be uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. I, I just eviction notice her around the world and okay. what I am going to be curious to see a year from now right is anyone going to be paying attention to how Biden made everything so much better even though it won't be or will it still be well at least we ain't get Trump at least we ain't get Trump oh well you know what we're going to be on it how about that if nobody else is going to be calling it out we're going to be calling it out Absolutely. so yeah we'll be here we'll be here so, but for now we're going. So, yeah. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Um, listen, if no one's told you today, let me tell you, we love you and we want the best for you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. All righty. <laughs>